Jacob valued the spiritual headship of his father's family, unlike Esau. He knew he could buy it from his brother for very cheap. <coughs> Esau, being more connected to the physical world, did not value the spiritual role to which he was born. Jacob, by buying the right of the firstborn, was in fact protecting the Abrahamic covenant. Later in the parasha, we see his mother, Rebekah, also trying to protect the covenant. And she does this when Esau is sent by his father Isaac to hunt and then prepare food so that he can be blessed by his father Isaac. Rebekah quickly prepares a goat and she um, sends in Jacob to pose as Esau and Jacob ends up receiving Esau's blessing. And Esau's blessing was one of wealth and power. Tragically, both Esau's birthright and his blessing are lost over a meal. In between the two incidents of the birthright and the blessing, Isaac and his family do some traveling, and he tries to redig wells um, that, Abraham, uh, that belong to his father Abraham, and he's met with opposition over and over again. And finally, he, he keeps digging, he finally gets to a place where he can dig in peace. And Abimelech, in whose country Isaac was in, he notes that Isaac clearly has some divine favor with him. Isaac, I think, is a lot like his younger son, Jacob. Isaac is the second born of Abraham. He had an older half-brother, Ishmael. Isaac is also mild-mannered. You don't see him fighting with armies over wells. He just quietly digs and digs until he prevails. The Lord initiates restating the covenant he made with Abraham. He, re he restates it to Isaac after one of his well victories. Esau, the older twin, chooses to marry two Hittite women who end up grieving his parents. And so Isaac sends Jacob to Badan Aram to find a wife for himself from among Rebekah's family. Before Jacob goes away in search of a wife for himself, Isaac blesses him with the Abrahamic blessing. And I think this was always the blessing he had intended for his son Jacob. Jacob didn't actually have to snatch away uh, his older brother's blessing. I think that Re uh, Rebecca, in doing so, was not showing, you know, in, in, in doing the whole trickery with sending Jacob, was not showing favoritism to Jacob. I believe she was actually believing um, that she was protecting the Abrahamic covenant because I think she thought that her husband was about to deliver the Abrahamic blessing over the unworthy Esau. As far as the blessing goes um, on Esau, actually, he, God does compensate him, as we'll see later in Genesis 33. Um, Jacob and Esau meet again after over 20 years, I think, and he's, uh, he is, in fact, wealthy, and he does, in fact, um, have some power. He comes with an army. And so I believe God did bless Esau with Esau's blessing. Uh, after all, he is one of I uh, Abraham's grandsons. Um, in the Bible, I wasn't really able to find any firstborn, literal firstborn, that took on the role of the firstborn. Um, the role of the firstborn in the Bible represents preeminence, headship, a prototype for the rest to follow. And the role was always given to one who deserved it. In fact, an example of firstborn is um, King David, who was actually the youngest, but he's called firstborn among kings in I think Psalm 87 or 89, I couldn't remember now. Um, the perfect firstborn who carried out the firstborn role in the Bible, the only one, is Yeshua. In, in Colossians 1.15, Paul calls him the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation, 
uh, um, not in the sense that he was born first, but he was preeminent. He was above all creation. He's the prototype. And in Revelation 1.5, John calls him the firstborn of the dead, meaning because of Yeshua's perfect carrying out of that firstborn role, we have life in this world and victory over death through his resurrection and the hope for our own resurrection. Please follow me as I read Genesis um, 28, verses 1 to 5. 